Let's get back to things that are more immediate, provable, and real. And one of them would be the backup in our emergency rooms. You've heard some of the children's hospitals sounding the alarm, but there is growing concern about the fact that there are more and more people crowding up our emergency rooms, and the provincial government is keeping most of the numbers under wraps. That is until they get leaked to Liberal MPP and emergency room physician Dr. Adil Shamji, who joins us now. Doctor, it's nice to have you back. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me today. So this is a monthly report, if I understand correctly, and it continues to paint a bleak picture, but the stats are not normally made public, which is why you've decided to make them public yourself. That's absolutely right. I think the public deserves to know, and I think we need to have a, a frank and honest assessment of where we are in the healthcare system if we want to have a constructive conversation about how to make it better and prepare for the winter. So what is crowding up our emergency rooms? I mean, is it uh, COVID combined with this respiratory virus, combined with flu, combined with all the usual stuff, or what's the composition of the overcrowding? Well, there's no doubt about it that there is a heavy burden of respiratory illnesses, RSV, influenza, COVID-19, that are making things more challenging. But our healthcare system is more strained than ever before because of the state that it's in. We have a desperate shortage of healthcare workers. We have an enormous uh, diagnostic and procedural surgical backlog. We don't have enough beds. And these are things that have been accumulating over the last, these are problems that have been worsening over the last two and a half years of the pandemic. It doesn't help that there has been a premier and a minister of health that have been absent for, you know, literally months at a time. It doesn't help that there's been a very unambitious plan from the government uh, that was updated on August 18th. And this data shows that it has not made any impact whatsoever in trying to change the trajectory of our healthcare system. Okay, so if you were the health minister, what immediate steps would you take? <clears throat> Absolutely. I mean, I would immediately focus on building up our health human resources and things that would and and some of the things that would take that that would take the form of would be you know immediately repealing bill 124 looking at all of the nurses and healthcare professionals, lab technologists, paramedics, respiratory therapists who have retired and incentivizing them to come back and help us. We would be looking at things um, like address, like actually regulating the uh, temporary for-profit nursing agencies, which are which are uh, seeing nurses leave the public healthcare system on mass. There are there's at least one hospital I know of where more than ten hospital more than ten nurses left on mass to join private clinics or temporary for-profit nursing agencies and is contributing to these massive nursing vacancy rates. The government promised, or they proposed in their last plan that they would regulate this and have taken no action on that whatsoever. So definitely having a robust you know, health human resource strategy would be you know, the foundation of a plan. But it also doesn't feel like to anyone that there's an actual um, a health promotion plan or a public health plan to deal with this surge in viruses. We've stopped hearing from the chief medical officer of health anymore, even though right now our surgical backlog is worse than ever before. And we've never been in a situation where children were getting moved to adult intensive care units. And so there, you know, I, you know, I or a government that I was a part of would be stepping forward every day, providing updates, providing, you know, operational leadership on a day-to-day -day basis saying we have a shortage over here and we need to move resources and assets to this region. We'd make sure to have a better aid, uh, health human resource strategy. And there'd be a far greater focus, not just on acute care, 
on primary care, home care, community care, and long-term care. Because when these elements of our healthcare system are not equipped to do everything that they can do, Patients who can't find, who can't get access to these sort to these parts of our healthcare system, turn to the only one that is left, and that is our acute care hospitals and our emergency departments. And we need to preserve that capacity so our ERs and uh, and intensive care units are doing the care that only they can do, while we rely on our primary care, home care, and community care partners to help us for everything else. And this government is not interested in that. Thank you, sir. Good to have you again. The pleasure is entirely mine.